0: Today we will study together Megillah Tester perik Tet. It is the longest Perek in the Megillah, running 32 Pesukim, and it is broken down into five sections. Section number one runs from Pasuk Aleph through Pasuk He, and discusses the victory of the Jewish people in all of the provinces of Ahashverosh in the war to save their lives. Section two runs from Pasuk Vav through Pasuk Tet Vav, and talks about the victory specifically in Shushan Habira and the differences in that victory uh, from the victory in the rest of the provinces, as we will discuss. The third section runs from Pasuk Ted Zayn through to Pasuk Yudhet, and discusses the celebratory victory meal that the Jewish people had on that year after they won the war. The next day they had a celebratory meal, and the Megillah discusses that. Section 4 is Pasuk Yetet which discusses the establishment of Purim for all those in the non-walled cities. And finally, Section 5, running from Pasuk Kaf to Pasuk Lamed discusses the letter of, the, of Mordechai, or the letters of Mordechai and Esther, that were sent out to the Jewish people, telling them that they should celebrate Purim perpetually as an annual holiday on the Jewish calendar. And with that we begin. Pasuk Aleph. And with And it was in the 12th month, which is the month of Adar. This is commonly how the Megillah has spoken in the past. First telling us the number of the month. And then the name of the month. So it's in the 12th month, which is the month of Adar, and the 13th day, which was that ominous day that was chosen by the lottery of Haman. That was the day that came on which people were assuming to carry out the decree of the king. But on that day, although the enemies anticipated, Destroying the Jewish people and conquering them, everything was turned on its head. V'nafochu, which is the central theme of the Megillah. V'nafochu, everything is not what it seems. Everything is turned upside down. And at the end, Asheri shletu hayyudim hemma At the end, the Jewish people were the ones who ruled over and conquered their enemies. Pasuk bet nikelu hayyudim ba'arehem bechol medinot hamedach ha'chashverosh li'shlo achiyad atam v'ishlo amal lifnehem. And the Jewish people gathered together in their cities, in all of the cities, in all of the provinces of the king of Hashverosh, to send out their hand to fight against those who were trying to bring evil to them, trying to kill them. And no man was able to stand before them which is a double entendre of sorts in that on the one hand it means that no one was willing to stand up to the Jewish people because they saw everything that was taking place and the turn of events. On the other hand, it means that those who were willing to stand up to the Jewish people were not even able to do so because a certain fear overcame the people that even when they wanted to fight against the Jewish people, they were almost not able to. And all of the governors of all of the provinces and all of the statesmen and all of those to whom the letters were sent out to both the original letter of Haman and then the letter of Mordechai and Ester saying that the Jewish people could defend themselves, they gave kavod to the Jewish people, Minasim, they raised up, they gave kavod to the Jewish people, to the point where they seemed to be, the Mefashim explained, they even gave them resources with which to fight, why? why? The fear of Mordechai was upon them, they realized the promotion, and the sense of significance, that Mordechai was given by the king, and therefore, they are afraid of Mordechai, and so they almost take the side of the Jewish people, out of kavod and fear, for everything that's going on. Pasuk Connecting to Ales Pasuk, which said, Pachad Mordechai that the fear of Mordechai was on those statesmen and governors. Why? Because Mordechai had become a great person in the house of the king, and he was heard about in all of the provinces because he was someone who was quickly and highly promoted in the inner circle of the king, and everybody knew that. He was someone of tremendous stature. And the Jewish people struck their enemies and they killed them with the sword. Essentially talking about war, that the Jewish people killed them. And they did with their enemies as they pleased, meaning of course that they were victorious and they were able to win the war with the help of Akadosh Baruch Hu. Pasuk Vah, which begins the second section and talks about Shushan, says, In Shushan specifically, in the capital where there were more enemies, because it was the place where the king was centered, where Haman was centered, and where, as we'll read in a moment, his ten sons were centered. In that city, five people, 500 men were killed. And that includes, in Pasuk Pasukim Zion through Yod, we're going to read the names of Haman's sons, and those include Pashandata, V'et Dalphon, Veet Aspata, Porata, Aridata, Parmashta, These ten sons of Haman, which classically are read in one breath when one is reading the Megillah, they as well were killed in Shushan. And it seems to me that they were trying to proliferate the ideas of Haman, and in so doing they were killed by the Jews as well in Shushan. As Pasuk Yud tells us, These were the ten sons of Haman, the son of Hamedata, the enemy of the Jews, and he killed. they were killed. But the Jewish people, even though Mordechai told them that they could take from the spoils, they did not. Because they wanted to show that that was not their reason for war. Their reason for war was self-defense. They were not looking to take that which belonged to others. They were only looking to protect themselves and their families in the war that was happening. On that day, the number of those who were killed came to the king. The number of those who were killed in Shushan, specifically, came to the king. And the king says to Esther, the queen, that in Shushan, the capital, 500 men plus the 10 men of 10 sons of Haman were killed and so how much more so, what, what must have happened in the other provinces, as well, what, what more do you have to ask, and I'll give you, what is your request, if there's anything else, and I would do it, you'll notice here that, he does not say, he says, because he seems to, understand that most of what she has asked for has already been taken care of. And so Esther turned to the king and she says, if it is good in the king's eyes, she does not go on with all of the platitudes that she had done so beforehand because she understands that hashverosh is on board to do whatever she asks. And so she just tells him, If it's good in the eyes of the king, you should allow the Jewish people of Shushan to do tomorrow what they did today, to allow them another day to fight, and to hang the sons of Haman. That, those are her requests. The king responds in Pasuk ken." And the king says to do so and to send out this law in Shushan that the Jewish people can fight yet another day. And the ten sons of Haman are in fact hanged. And the Jewish people of Shushan gathered again on the 14th day of Adar to fight yet again in Shushan. And on that day they killed 300 men. But again, the Megillah tells us that they did not send their hands on the spoils. They did not take from the booty, from the spoils of war. They were only interested in protecting themselves and their children. Pasuk yodim asher ve'amod al nafsham and the rest of the Jews in all of the other provinces, not in Shushan, all of the other provinces, got together and they stood up for their, for their lives, they protected themselves, they fought to protect themselves, and in so doing, they found rest from their enemies, they were able to take a sigh of relief that the threat that was looming had been taken care of, And total, they killed 75,000 people in that war. If I figure over the 127 provinces, it's about 500 or 600 men in each province that were killed by the Jews in this war as they protected themselves. And the Miglach mentions yet again for the third time, But the Jewish people did not take from the spoils of war. Pasuk Yudzayin continues, connected to the last Pasuk, telling us that the, the day that those outside of Shushan had fought was the 13th of Adar, which was the original day as per the decree of Haman that was flipped on its head, and they rested on the 14th, and in that year, the day after they won the war, they in fact made a celebratory party and a celebratory meal to enjoy the fact that they had won the war, that they were victorious over their enemies. However, the Jewish people in Shushan They had gathered to fight both on the 13th of Adar and the 14th of Adar, and therefore they rested on the 14th of Adar and on the 15th of Adar, I'm sorry, and they as well made a celebratory meal and a party on the 15th of Adar after they had won. Hence, as we'll see, the difference in date of Purim for those who live in walled cities as was Shushan at the time on the 15th of Adar and all those who live in non-walled cities as per Areha Pirazot which we'll see in a moment who celebrate Purim on the 14th of Adar. As the next Pasuk says in Pasuk Yitet And therefore Based on the way that the victories and the celebratory meals fell out, those who are scattered, who live in non-walled cities, celebrate Purim on the 14th of Adar with happiness and with a meal, and it's a holiday, and they send Mishloch Manot from person to person to spread the idea of unity and the idea of happiness amongst the nation. And as such in pasukaf, the Megillah tells us, and Mordechai wrote these words, and he sent out books. He sent out scrolls to all of the Jews and all of the provinces of the king, both those that were close and those that were far, writing down these words. Now what does it mean, הדברים Ele? There are those who explain that it's the actual Megillah as we have it today, and there are those who explain that it's not the Megillah as we have it today, but rather he wrote down that the Jewish people should celebrate the victory with holiday and with a meal and with Mishloch Manot, uh, codifying essentially the concept of celebrating. Why? He wrote down and he codified that they should establish for themselves that every year on the 14th of Adar or the 15th of Adar, depending on whether or not you live in a walled city, which would be the 15th of Adar or a non-walled city, which would be the 14th of Adar, that every year they should celebrate this holiday as per what is written in pasuk Yitet with Mishteh and Yom Tov and Simha and Mishloach Manot from person to person? Pasuk Avav Kayamim Asher Naachu Baheim Naachu Baheim Ayodim Oyvehem Veachod Asher Neifach Lehem Miagon LeSimha Umevili Yom Tov LaAsototam Yemei Mishteh Simha, UMisloach Manot Ishlenu UMatano That they should establish these days on which the Jews rested from their enemies. Again, the 14th day for those who live in non-walled cities and the 15th for those who live in walled cities to celebrate that month in which everything was turned upside down. They went from despair to happiness, from mourning to holiday, to make these parties, to make this holiday every year with Simcha and Mishlach Manot. And he adds here, umatanot Le'Evyonim, and charity to take care of the poor, which is, it was not written in Pasuk Yutet, which is now added. And the Jewish people accepted upon themselves. Interesting to note that is written in the singular, even though the next word is in the plural, which seems to imply that as a nation, as one unified nation, they had accepted upon themselves all that they had begun to do. Which could be explained in one of two ways. Either that they accepted upon themselves to do that which they had originally done that year, the the year of the war. They celebrated and had a party and a simcha the very next day after the war was over, and so they took upon themselves to make that something that would be perpetual as they had originally done in that year. Or, some explain that the Jewish people had already taken upon themselves a concept of Purim, a concept of celebrating this day, in the years that had followed, and again now it is becoming codified. And all that Mordechai had written about, they they take upon themselves. There's almost a summary of the story that takes place over the next few pesukim, because Haman the son of Hamedata, the Agagi, the enemy of the Jews. This is the last time Haman's name is written in the Megillah, and it is in, it, in all its glory, so to speak. Haman bin HaMidata, HaAgagi, Sorere yodim. He thought that he was going to destroy the Jews. That was his intended plan, and he cast a lottery, which is a Goral, to destroy them and to annihilate them. But as God would have it in Pasuk Hafeh, again summarizing the story, But then Ested came to the king, and she told him about what had happened, and she was able to turn upside down, to return, to take back, to rescind the original thought of the evil Haman which he thought to take out on the Jews and it was flipped on its head and in fact he was hanged on the tree that upon which he wanted to hang Mordechai, as well as his sons, the sons of Haman, were also hanged. And so the story is a complete overturn, overhaul. All that was anticipated to be done is not done and everything is v'na everything is turned upside down. Pasuk alken kar'u l'ayami ma'ele purim and therefore, these days were called Purim, uh, a play, play on the words Pur, the lottery that Haman had cast. Purim, and for all of the things that were written in this letter that Mordechai had sent out, had to celebrate it. o al for all that they, the, the reasons that the Jewish people had seen to make this day a holiday, o' and what had happened to them, they made this party. It was called Purim. Al Shem Hapur, It was written down in a letter, and they were commemorating all that had happened to them. Ki Et The Jewish people established and accepted upon themselves for them and their children and all those who were mitihadim who converted to Judaism because of what had happened. They took it upon themselves as a Shavuah, as a holiday that would be in perpetuity, that would not be rescinded, that would not be nullified. "...to do these two days, whether the 14th or the 15th, as it was written, each in their time, every year, as a perpetual holiday to celebrate this miracle. "...and these days were remembered, and they were done." Every, every generation, family, each family, in each province, and each city, these days of Purim, and they were not rescinded from the Jewish people, and their remembrance was never cut off, was never stopped. The word Nis karim in the Pasuk, we learn from it, and the Gemara discusses that we learn from there, the concept of L'Haskir, to mention the holiday, to publicize the holiday, with, with the Megillah, and with even Parashat Zachor, as was done, and the fact that it says, seems to imply that it was for all of the Jews in all places and every time without (coughs) exception, and that is highlighted by the fact that you have these repetitive words here that accentuate the point. And these words again, lo were not rescinded. Purim was a holiday that would be in perpetuity. And in fact, chazal were doresh from the fact that it says, lo yavru that Purim will be one of the holidays that is never nullified. Even Yamim, even at the end of days when other holidays are rescinded, Purim will be one that continues. And Esther as well, Esther the king, the daughter of Abikhail, here she is in her full name, who Mordechai Yehudi, wrote down, with all of its strength, to establish this letter of Purim, here it could be actually talking about the Megillah itself, Hazot HaShenit, the Megillah itself, as we know it, was written down for Generations to be reading. It's called tokef. Tokef meaning chozek could mean one of two things: one that Esther used all of her power and all of her influence to make sure that this got written down and published and sent out to all of the people that they should have it, or that it means that she that she used the uh, she. She was accentuating in the Megillah how important the chazakah, the Chizuk, the chazakah, the importance, the significance of this day was written down in the in the Megillah, so that the future generations would understand the threat that loomed and the miracle that happened. Pasuk lamed. And they sent out these, this book, this scroll to all of the Jews in all of the 127 provinces in Paros, in Paros, in Achashverosh's kingdom. <coughs> and they sent with them Divre Shalom Ve'emet. And that is explained in a few ways, Divre Shalom Ve'emet, either that they had wished well upon the Jewish people, that this should be it, that this should be the beginning of everlasting peace. And prosperity, or there are those who explain that this whole idea of establishing the holiday of Purim in perpetuity was a matter of debate, and that when in sending out these letters, Mordechai and Esther were able to convince them in a peaceful way, in a diplomatic way, the importance of establishing this holiday. Pasuk the Purim kasher kiyam alehem Mordechai Yehudi Malka. Again, to establish these days of Purim in their proper time as were established by Mordechai Yehudi and Aser HaMakah and as they took upon themselves because they were able to fight for their lives and for their children, Divrei The fast days and the misery meaning, that the fast day that they had, the misery that they had, which, would ha- which was turned into celebration, should be continued to be celebrated that way. Although there are those who explain that in writing these words, Mordechai was telling the people that just as they had established the for perpetuity the concept of fasting on certain days to commemorate the Beit HaMikdash, or the destruction of the Bet HaMikdash, and those days did not violate the concept of bal tosif, that you're not allowed to add on mitzvot to the Torah, just as those were established and they did not violate that rule, so too we can establish the holiday of Purim in celebration, and it does not violate the, the problem or the isur of bal tosif. It's not a problem of adding on to the Torah because it is a celebratory day, that is commemorating, that is celebrating a miracle that was carried out by Akadosh Baruch Hu. And the Perek ends, And the letter of Ester was established. These words of Purim, and they were written down, and many of the explain Hashim explain, means that the Megillah was canonized, that it was added into the Tanakh, at a certain point, and became one of the 24 books of Tanakh. So, in this pedic, we saw the Jewish people fighting their battle in those cities that were unwalled, fighting the battle and winning on the 13th of Adar and celebrating on the 14th of Adar, those living in Shushan, and therefore those in the walled cities fighting on the 13th and the 14th of Adar and celebrating on the 15th of Adar, and hence we have two days of Purim. For those who live in walled cities on the 15th of Adar, for those who live in unwalled cities on the 14th of Adar. And Purim, of course, was established as a holiday in perpetuity with Mishloch Manot and Mishteh and Simcha Matanot And it was written down and it was codified and it was canonized as a holiday that would be forever and for always and not rescinded to celebrate the miracle that Akadosh Hu had given the Jewish people in this, in this time in history.